June 2005, Apple released iTunes version 4.9, which finally included full support of podcasts, thereby eliminating the perfunctory need to open a separate program to download and transfer the recordings to a mobile device. At the same time, a young Jason Malone moved to Portland, Oregon, searching for a comedy scene that was just a few years away from popping. While Apple's investment into podcasts opened an avenue for many different voices, the podcasting industry still generates little overall revenue. Is podcasting a fad? Or is it the new way to reach an audience without fear of getting canceled? I attempt to answer these questions this week. And every week. Because I can't stop podcasting. Hello! Welcome back to another episode of First Timers! I made it back for another week. Uh, this week was challenging, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, so, I just want to take a moment, uh, top of the episode here, to remind everyone um, if they'd like to follow, like, share, subscribe. You can find this podcast on Spotify or on anchor.fm. You can also find uh, the podcast as an RSS feed uh, if you'd like to find it that way. Um, But I also have uh, a a Facebook page, um, which is uh, First Timers. I also have an Instagram page, and that Instagram is underscore First Timers with Jason underscore. Once again, that's underscore first timers with Jason underscore. It's a little tricky, I know. Um, but I do post uh, pictures of my guests, pictures of the activities that I'm doing on social media, and it's kind of fun to see what's going on. Uh, I also like to announce the next episode. So check it out. Um, you can also email me, and uh, I always love to get emails from uh, fans. I will be sharing some emails with you later in the segment that I received a little feedback here and there. Uh, but that, that email address is firsttimerswithjasonmalone at gmail.com. That's spelled 1-S-T-T-I-M-E-R-S-W Jason Malone at gmail.com. And I think I just got an, an email from somebody. Oh, great. No, that was my real email. Anyways, uh, you can definitely reach me at firsttimerswithjasonmalone at gmail.com. And uh, I'd love to answer any questions you might have. I'm going to do so again down the road here in this uh, episode. So uh, I do want to thank everyone for joining me once again. This is a fifth week of first timers, and uh, this one was challenging. I will tell you that right now. I think I said that already. But uh, this episode's topic and activity is podcasts themselves. Uh, This is... um, Something I've wanted to try for a long, long time and always was a little afraid. And I'll go more into some history with podcasts that I have. But um, you know, ultimately, um, this is something that uh, I get a lot of enjoyment out 
of, and I think you guys can tell, I, I think uh, you could tell that I'm enjoying myself in the interviews and creating the, the stupid intros <laughs> that I take way too seriously. <laughs> but um, I will say that uh, someone did say that this episode is a little bit of a cop-out, that it's almost like I'm doing a best of, <laughs> like a best of or a, a clip episode in the middle of the season. Uh, you know, you can say that, but I mean, I, I have not done podcasts before. It's something I'm trying for the first time. And I found someone who also does them to talk to about. So, uh, if you don't like it, I don't know, you can turn it off. I don't care. Uh, anyway, so my experience with podcasts started probably, I would say roughly 2012. Um, I discovered a podcast called WTF with Mark Marin, and that was a really good one. Um, that I found really entertaining. He talked to comedians. And I think if anyone listens to that uh, or has uh, historically, uh, it got better. He got better as an interviewer. So as an interviewer, um, I thought he did a great job. And I also listened to stuff like This American Life, um, which presented uh, some 60-minute style stories on America and some of the weird things that happened out there. But ultimately, Ira Glass was the host of that, and I really, really dug what he did. Um, so, you know, as I'm listening to more and more um, podcasts, I, I start to think that would be really fun. I think it would just be really fun to sit down and be able to talk every week, not really having any concept or any idea of what I wanted to do, just mostly like, hey, that sounds like fun. And also, uh, if you could get paid to do it, which apparently not a lot of people do, <laughs> uh, that would be cool too. So, uh, you know, I, I think I attempted to do a podcast or record uh, a couple times. Uh, one time in Portland with some friends, we were um, definitely um, inebriated and, and uh, it was bad. The recording sucked. So we deleted that shit real fast. Uh, and then, you know, a couple of years ago, I sat down with a friend and, and we recorded some conversations, I think some fake interviews, all uh, comedy bang bang I was ripping off at the time. Uh, and you know, it just wasn't something that turned into anything, but I think now with this experience and I'll, I'll kind of start it, uh, back a couple months ago. So a couple months ago, um, I was fairly depressed. Uh, I think I talked about running again in a, a podcast earlier and i just to let you guys know, I am going to talk about some more serious things here close in the future. Uh, I'm excited to, you know, but it's not going to be all just running and, biking and stuff like that. I do want to talk about some things that I've tried that I was afraid of, but it's a little bit more personal. And I, I think it's as this goes on, that becomes a little bit more organic and I think I'm feel more comfortable doing so. So I'm excited about those episodes, but ultimately I was in a place where I just needed to do something. Um, in the last couple of years, I haven't really done much. Um, even working, I didn't, I tried to do the least amount of possible. I think people know that, but um, with that being said, moving forward, I, I wanted to try new things. And so, you know, met Brian and Sam Starnes to do the paddleboarding uh, of activity. <laughs> That's all I thought of it. And I thought, you know, I think I could talk about this. I think I could talk to Brian about it. And it would be, you know, interesting um, or, in, or informational. And, and, you know, ultimately, you guys, again, I do record this for myself. And if people want to listen to it, that's great. Um, I listen to it like a couple times afterwards. I'll be totally honest with you. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, uh, as I, as I thought about it more, I thought, you know, each week I could at least try to do something, you know, to figure out what I like to do. And even if I just spent a year 
56 weeks, which sounds like a lot right now. But at least if I could try something each week, talk about it for 20 minutes or so, I don't know. I don't look at the clock for this thing. But um, and then, you know, just talk to somebody about that activity as well. I, I, I might have something that I could do. And, and the podcast in itself became the activity that I love to do. I, I mean, it's only been five weeks, but I'm really, really, really enjoying doing this. It's not like easy, though. And I, I do have times and I'm like, why am I doing this or can I actually get this done? Like this week, the power went out at the house that I record at. And so the interview got cut short and you'll hear more about that in, during the interview. Um, I also commute now for work. So time is just truncated. It's not like I can just, just, you know, um, snap my fingers and it gets done. But with that being said, I think I, uh, moving forward, we're going to have some fantastic episodes. And I think this one is just as great. I, I, I really love talking about making the podcast with people. People have asked me some questions about how I do it and what microphone I use and things like that. I do use a JLab talk mic. Uh, it's got four settings. Uh, this is not branded content. First timers, first timers can't be bought off. All right. They can't, they can't be paid. We can't, we can't be, you know, bribed, but, um, I do use that microphone and I think it works pretty well. Uh, and I try to pay attention to the sound as much as possible. Uh, but anyways, uh, I do really, really thank you guys for listening uh, each week. Uh, keep keep coming back because I've got more activities up my sleeve. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go to break right now. I do have a great interview with one of my one of my best friends uh she is just the shit so i will be right back with my special guest and we're gonna have more segments of first timers thank you come back please please come back and listen to me more It's not necessarily the same as like a stylist, right? Who would pick out some items and say, okay, these are some items that I think you should wear for said event or X, Y, and Z, um, or these are items that are in season. Um, I'm more so interested in creating more of an understanding for the, the client in terms of how to shop about what their goals are not specifically what my goals are and so um, a lot of times what we do is we start off by looking at what their existing wardrobe is Um, we go through kind of a dissection and then we look at some of the problems like oh I have this but I don't ever know what to do with it a lot of times those types of things are connected emotionally sure if you can't find use for it it's time to let it go yeah um so can i ask you a question though do you ever Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah do you ever like do you ever go into someone's closet and you're just like nah man we gotta get rid of everything no because it's not about it's not about me you know like yeah yeah yeah. no i understand that yeah but i mean like what if it's super whack No, because honestly, it doesn't, it's not about me. It's about that person being able to step into their, their true selves. So if they wear something that like, to me, I'm like, Ooh, 
but that is their like like my closet for instance you would come in and be like get rid of all this shit you fucking square nerd i would ask you more specifically what your goals were you know usually when people are are talking to me they have an aesthetic that they haven't been able to quite achieve either they go online they're overwhelmed or maybe they don't have like a traditional off the rack body. So they're dealing with like real common issues and we all have those kinds of issues. And, you know, so what we do is we talk about, okay, well, if these are the styles that you like, here are ways to achieve these goals that look, that might make you feel more comfortable in your body. We also look at different things, you know, it depending on the person, some people are really interested in wanting to incorporate more pattern into their wardrobe or more vintage pieces, or they want to learn how to layer and what that is and color blocking and, um, or just how to like zhuzh up their, their kind of everyday look, you know, so I kind of try to work with where the person's at, um, because at the end of the day, I, I always keep telling people that it's not about me, like, right. because I'm not wearing those clothes. Right. You have to feel confident in what you're wearing because that confidence is what other people see. Yeah. And that is the true nature of styling is that it is a confidence that it's exuded, not specifically what's on trend. You yeah. Know? Damn, Tina, that's like, you should just... You should put yeah for sure. You should put yeah. that like on a business card. That's like really um yeah. Like, <laughs> but um yeah. no, but um ah, that's amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. I I just want to welcome everyone back to this segment of first timers. I am so excited to get the chance and opportunity for the second time, and we'll talk more about that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> to talk to my special special guest today. Um, she is an artist. She is a performer. She is a stylist. She is a podcaster. She's a TikToker. She is an influencer. She is my motherfucking friend. Her oh. name is <laughs> Tina Day. Oh, yeah, Lowo. And wow. I'm so happy that you're here today again with me. Um, just to be totally transparent, we tried to do this shit a couple of days ago. <laughs> and I live way, way out in the middle of nowhere. And some tree fell on a fucking power line and the power went out. And so Tina was so nice. She like, she stuck around. We did this shit on the phone. It did not sound good at all. The interview was great. She was wonderful. But um, she was so nice to come back and re-record. So that's what we're doing right now, man. But I'm, I'm excited to get back into this because I think just from our yeah. first conversation, I understand like what you do and like the, the things I get out of it and the, and the positivity that you bring to all the things that you do work on um, yeah. is just a little bit more apparent to me. Not that like I've never noticed it because I'm always I'm always a big fan of whatever you're doing. But um, yeah, man, how are you doing? How is how is today treating you? Like, um, wh- where are you at right now? I guess let the audience know kind of where you're situated. Or- you know, today is a full moon. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, kind of reaping in the benefits of uh, of what you've manifested in the new moon and a lot of new experiences and new op- opportunities and you know, I'm just trying to like release a lot of that. I'm trying to release into that and just allow things to um, wash over me. And you, yeah, so I'm feeling good. I'm actually physically tired. That's, that's good. the point. Yeah. 
no, no, no. You went to the gym today, right? You said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I went to the gym and I, I did, um, I did a, a new form of weightlifting that um, I'm just, you know, it's so difficult. Like, <laughs> it is. We were just talking about this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like weightlifting. I enjoy it definitely because I like the mental challenge of it. Right. And it's something like, especially if I'm very like pissed off, Mm -hmm. I can actually apply physical pressure to something and move it. Right. But um, I would say this particular type of uh, weightlifting, uh, I've kind of been, I've had to step back and work on firm. A yeah. little bit more. What, so, what are you doing? What are you doing specifically? Um, it's oh god, it's like ben, It's the one where you bench down, like you need you squat, squat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Squats, Dude, that's, I mean, that is that is intense shit. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah. I'm also doing like the the rubber, like the Olympic weights, where you like have to like pop. You know, like you have right. to move your legs a certain way and squat a certain way. So this is all like form stuff. It's dude, it's all about form. It's it right. definitely I don't like feeling like I suck. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm dealing with hey, today. Man. You know? I mean, truthfully, I was... truthfully though, like <laughs> you just I, I mean, really you gotta take a hit on the ego, but oh yeah, yeah, you do have the little bandy there. Um, yeah. you know, I think for for me lifting weights is is a chore like i know i got to do it in order to like really feel like as healthy as possible but man that is difficult i literally am like all right one machine down i have seven <laughs> more to go um <laughs> so like I, I really gotta like get get myself mentally prepared to do that um let's start here man where are you located at where, where are you living right uh, now yeah so i live in brooklyn um i've been out in brooklyn for some time um right in bed you know, loving it. It's good. Um, we we talked about this before, but I just visited New York in September, and Sinu was so nice to show me around. Um, we talked to Rita, Rita, that lady. She came through yeah, the wheelchair. Okay. She was so nice, man. She was she had some stories, but um, <laughs> maybe I'll throw a picture <laughs> of her up on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she would love Shout that. Out. Yeah, if you man, you could show it to her. Um, or maybe oh, she's on oh, Facebook. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then so and then Tina showed me a little bit around um, Bed Stuy. There was this amazing uh, cafe on the corner um, that I believe was you know owned or ran by um, people of color. Um, which is, is always great to see and, and, and the bookshop next door and the library there that had, I mean, it seemed like they had a ton of resources for people to, you know, really educate themselves um, fully and, 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 you know, talk about that a little bit about living in the community where you do have um, resources like that, but you also have the opportunity to support directly. It's not just like, yeah, hey, I'm going to give money or, you know, yeah. this, that, or the other, like you legitimately can go to that coffee shop, get your coffee, get your donut, get your bagel, whatever you want. Um, you know, I, I, I find, you know, living in a small rural town, I don't get to do that as much. I have to go into town to do that shit, but you can just kind of walk out your door and you have that opportunity. What, what is that like to be able to do every day? I'm just, I'm just kind of curious. I mean, I think it's just living your, your truth. You know, when you find a community that, um, you understand the importance of, um, communal living, of the importance of um, what the word I'm looking for is like um, 
of having a social consciousness uh, of, of, of making sure your footprint isn't, you know, uh, impacting and leaving a worse position than, you know, let's say it could. And a lot of companies and a lot of small businesses come into bedside to do. Um, but actually kind of finding ways to like, replenish and um, they have a free library that's located outside of the coffee shop. Um, I used to work um, on radio there um, up until the pandemic. Um, so they have like a pirate radio station and they also have this, um, this uh, bookstore that is filled nothing with black, brown and queer uh authors yeah that's amazing it's it's so it's it's just deciding you know like okay these are the steps I'm going to take because I haven't seen it yet in my community and I want to be able to leave an impact and um it, they really have they, they do amazing things they also um have free fridges out there which was a big thing during the pandemic For sure um you know they were part of there's the a, there's a there's like community. a garden there's like a vegetable garden right there too yeah they're also it's growing like, vegetables it's garden. amazing yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it was funny like i you, i was able to like listen to tina talk to a few friends and met a few people and even though i don't live there like i was like ready to sign up for whatever they were involved i'm like yeah let's get it done let's go let's get it <laughs> like wait I'm, I'm leaving in like half an hour never mind yeah yeah back. i mean that's <laughs> the east coast though you know east yeah. coast they, we're not going to just talk about it like people are like okay let's go like yep. what do you mean oh have you talked to so-and-so you know it's very much like let's get it done yeah um, well I, and, I appreciate that energy yeah. for sure yeah mm -hmm. for and then, sure. um you know I think um from what you were you know able to do early on as an artist like what what was what was the thing that took you from like going like okay I can I can you know paint and I can create to like hey I need to you know make art that really speaks to um you know a socially responsible you talked about your footprint like trying to make things you know, positive positive with positivity but also you know with with yeah. um no negative impacts or you know um that's how it's difficult though you know so as as far as your art you know how did mm -hmm. you start that because I think you know I remember you were doing some really really interesting pieces um, mm -hmm. you know, for a while that I saw, and I know, you know, your career has changed and stuff like that in time, but, um, you know, early on when you're making some of your, um, art installations, and I know you yeah. got a really good opportunity, you got like a grant, um, at some, at some point, um, you know, what was, what was kind of your inspiration there? Or, um, you know, how did you find, you know, the time or find, you know, uh, the wherewithal to, mm -hmm. to get there for sure? Well, so many great questions. So just to, kind of answer the first part of that question um, in terms of what, why or how I get to that space. I've just always had to be because I'm a black woman and uh, I grew up in the South and I have uh, what people like to call an exotic last or name. Um, I would never- Exotic, is that what people myself. use that term? Yeah, they love to say stuff like-, like Yeah, because you also raise tigers and shit. Like, yeah, exactly. Get the fuck I'm out like, of here. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because I'm an object, thank you. Right, um, right. But so, you know, I grew up facing kind of that stuff right away. You grew up in Florida, right? I grew up in Florida. Yeah. And so, 
you know, this is in the 90s. and uh, Which was a wild place. <laughs> yeah, it's it's its, oh, it's its own kind of backyard right. pumpkin. You know, it's Florida is like, it's, you have the South, and the South uh, knows what it is. And then Florida kind of has a little bit of um, personality disorder because yeah. people forget that it's the South, so they right. feel like they have to prove themselves even more. So you have like, like hyper rednecks <laughs> and people are like, oh yeah, <laughs> we go to Walmart and we hang out in the parking lot. Like we're going to like- Walmart isn't Walmart know. enough for me. We need to burn this yes. motherfucker down. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Like you just Walmart see more displays and trying to show that kind of Southern pride right. because it, it kind of gets lumped into this tropical- place sometimes right. yeah people but, think of miami it's like miami right yeah you think miami no. and miami doesn't even call themselves no, no. they call themselves miami right <laughs> you know like yeah. very different life very yeah. different life uh but yeah i grew up there you know um definitely dealt with a lot of different um isms and uh the second i graduated um i went to an arts performing arts high school and um the second I graduated you know I had an opportunity to go to Cornish up in right. Seattle so yeah. I was like I'm gone <laughs> I'm know? so glad you were I mean Tina and I both went to Cornish yeah. College of the Arts in Seattle um Washington which is a, a art school but we we were um in the acting program there and then I mean it's a great school I didn't finish because uh lots of reasons but um you know we we, we all know yeah. what we get out of it and it, I mean yeah. I think like it, we all were lucky to have the opportunity to be in that uh environment for sure um, exactly. so, so, you know, as far as that goes, you know, you, you did go to school for acting and performance. Um, how, mm-hmm. how do you think that translates to what you do now? Cause you, you rock a TikTok channel, right? Like you're, you're on TikTok. <laughs> I think I said that, um, you know, in, in the introduction, but, um, you know, how, how, how do those two things kind of combine or, you know, how do you use some of the things you learned in course? Cause I know a lot of the, the stuff they, they taught, you know, a lot of the, um, form and, um, concepts were, you know, a lot about being kind of coming from a neutral place, um, you know, but I guess how, you know, how was your experience in that school, you know, influencing you now? I'm, I'm just a little curious to hear that. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to answer that, but I also wanted to finish the other question. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I'm, I'm terrible, quite, dude. But I'm, it's okay. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. Answer I'll answer this. So um, how do I let Cornish inform me? Um, you know, I think as um, any sort of artist, there's a level of um, of authenticity that you're trying to always evoke. Um, you either train your way up to that level of authenticity where you can be that receptive and that perceptive in those moments to like either receive or to give, right? And so, you know, um, spending so much time kind of having that kind of keen sense of focus, um, you also develop those kinds of senses of people, of other people. And, um, you know, when I would move eventually to New York, um, not directly after Seattle, but later, um, it was those opportunities of just being authentic and authentically self and not trying to like put on anything but having like being able to just stay present with somebody that would ultimately 
push me in all different other realms, you know? Um, so it definitely gives you that, you know? Um, there's a lot of little things that I still say that are very much tied to theater. Um, you know, the, the biggest little thing that theater people love to say is the show must go on. And yeah, yeah. I kind of have just like always kind of lived my uh, work life like, like that in many ways. It's been about how can I figure this out? What are the other, what are creative means of, of recontextualizing this moment or, or troubleshooting or, or um, looking at it from a different approach and developing empathy in something, you know, all of those kinds of perspectives that, you know, you do get trained, but you forget that you can actually apply that into your everyday life. Or, or you forget to not even forget that you're doing it or you, maybe you are a little bit and like, oh shit, I'm actually like am applying this. I just don't think about it anymore. You know, yeah. it becomes second nature. Totally. I know there's so many jobs that I've had where like, yeah, you know, this becomes like breathing, but at the same time, <laughs> um, if that's the case, like uh, you gotta find something else to do. You know what I mean? Exactly. If you're like, if you just get so, like, oh, I just do this without thinking. Like, mm, you probably probably aren't happy. Or I don't know, maybe you got something else that you do. Like right now, I've got a pretty, you know, a, a pretty good job in the sense that like I go to work, do my job, and I, I get to come and, and do this podcast. And that's really good. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, not necessarily something I want to stay in forever. Let me, yeah. let me ask you this, because you have done podcasting and you have a, a podcast that you've produced. Dude, it is hard as shit. <laughs> it's so hard man i mean just today yeah, like, I, you know i came home from work and just jumped into the interview with you and it's it's amazing that we can do this you know now that with zoom i mean that's the shit but um yeah. how did you find the experience and like are you looking to to you know keep doing podcasts or, or you know work on yeah. um, other projects yeah how was your experience we started as a podcast okay. and we it was me and a old co-worker of mine you know throughout the years we had just been we were always talking about like workers' rights and just kind of going back and forth about our experiences working in the service industry. And finally, we were just like, "You're a barista, it. right? You're a barista." Yeah, right? I was a barista yeah. for me. But you were a hella good barista, though. You had like <laughs> skills, man. You won competitions and shit. So don't try to like play it off like, "Yeah, I was a barista." You were in the show, girls. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. You, I mean, I, I love um, the concept of like you know all the things um, you guys talk about. Yeah. yeah, so uh, we were, we ended up like, we met, you know, we had these huge ideas, the yeah. biggest ideas. Yeah. You know, we were like, okay, it's like NPR meets like this, meets this. So we're going to have, we're going to have music that swells and it di digresses. And then we'll have just voiceovers that overlap each other. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll have like, will have introspective music that just plays and mo and all these moments of thought and it was just it was so huge and yeah. by the time we got through we edited probably for weeks oh, for maybe shit. an hour yeah of air time and it was we went hard with it we really tried and um we had hours and hours of editing what so was what, it called? our, what was our it concept called? was just to it's called unpacking work yeah yeah so our concept is a great name i love that name yeah thank you it was well it used to have like a longer title because it was unpacking work the deep dark mysterious mind of the service worker 
and um we ended up chopping that in half wait um, what was it called one more time what was the full name yeah. what was <laughs> the full name yeah unpacking work colon the deep dark mysterious mind of a service worker novel by sapphire <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, was, okay, but um, yeah, good. look that shit up. I bet it's hella good. You, you, know, still, you can still get yeah, it. Yeah, so you can like, there's like some Spotify publishings from it. Um, but that type of like post edit work, like really, really just took it out of us. And we were so close to quitting. And then um, the coffee shop I was talking to you about, um, Playground they were like, hey, we have a radio show. If you ever want to, you know, if you ever have any ideas. And I was like, actually, I have this podcast. Sent them over like one of my things. They were like, okay, so you're this Saturday. And I was like, what? And they're like, yep, it's live. So it's radio. Oh, man, that's <laughs> hard. Like, ah, yeah. So we had to transition really quickly. And it turned out that I actually liked radio a little bit more okay. um, than the type of editing that we were doing in our right, podcast. Because, like, it's like, it's pre it's like immediate, it's present. Like you can't edit it down. So you have to be a little bit more um, quick with your yeah. statements, with you know, your concept, yeah. thoughts, all mm -hmm. that stuff. It has to, it has to be a lot quicker. Um, yeah. You know, podcasts, like we can say anything right now. Like I'm about to say the create, no, I'm joking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you don't want to spend hours editing either. So you're going to try to don't. do it. I hella thing. don't. Like the yeah. fact that... <laughs> <laughs> that fact that we have to do this again i'm mad at myself i'm like you should have oh, never God. moved to the country you piece of shit but, no don't do that but okay do so that. But, yeah. i'm 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 really i'm really glad that we we're you know able to talk about this you know podcast producing content making because i feel like even with the podcast, like, I'm like, I shouldn't make like my own commercials maybe would be funny. There's like so many options to do things, there is, create, there is. but like you are, you know, you've, you found like, I think a really good um, niche or, you know, not even niche, man. I think it's just really inventive content on TikTok, And that's something I'm not familiar with. I go on there for like, you, and like, I don't know. There's one, there's one video that my daughter showed me. I was like, that's fine. I, I, I appreciate that yeah. so much that you, like you and like the other two people that support me on TikTok, but like, you know, I, it doesn't often feel that gratifying. Yeah. So there was a time when, you know, there was a really great community that, um, I was a part of and built up off of, and was really excited to see what other people were making and we were growing together. And then, like, the algorithm shit started kicking in for me yeah. hard. And then all of a sudden... algorithm, seriously. Like, God damn. Yeah, my stuff wasn't getting seen. I couldn't see other people's stuff. And so... Then I heard really it's, like, quickly, 3%. You see 3% of your friend's, like, content. This is bullshit. Yeah, if that. If that. At this point, I <laughs> yeah. see even less. Yeah. Like, and it doesn't matter how many times you're like, hey, this is weird, you know? Um you might have like a glimpse where they open it back up and then all of a sudden you see everybody that you used to see you're like oh hey how you doing you know but um in reality it's all this kind of um very controlled way of controlling traffic into your page into like who gets views viewership right. all that kind of stuff yeah. it's pretty frustrating and so you know 
once I started really, once I became like just exhausted with dealing with like the fact that things that I would put time into these, these um, videos and nobody was seeing them, it, it became more about like, well, what other platforms do you have that you can right. share this with? And are you doing this for other people? Or are you doing this for yourself? Yeah. I mean, that's a- kind of really, I just started just being like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to start doing weird artsy random like shit and not, you know, because it's very easy to fall in line with what like stylists are doing on TikTok, what, what trends are doing on TikTok. And just next thing, you know, you're doing the dances too, you know? Right. But, I've done know, all the dances. <laughs> I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. I don't put it past you. Watch me uh, whip. <laughs> Watch me, nay, nay. That's not, that's not a thing. That's no, a thing. it is too. Wait. Right, Talk to your daughter. <laughs> no, she will clown the shit out of me when she hears this. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, after that, it became very obvious that this was a very uh, channeled experience. So I just decided I'm going to just do what I'm Yeah, make do. your own channel that you would like to watch, right? That's like, yeah, that's like exactly. the concept that I see coming from you, man. And I'm really, yeah. I'm always <laughs> like, hell yeah, Tina likes that shit herself. Like, I like it, you know, that's, that's what's <laughs> up. Um, and then, you know, I think what's most amazing is that you've been able to transition from, I think you were working in an office for, for a bit, you know, just like the yeah. daily jobby job, like I do, you know, I work in a, yeah. a warehouse um yeah. shout out to my warehouse i'm not gonna say the company name i'm not that crazy yeah of course but not. uh with that being said like how you know how has that transition been you know going into um styling work or you know just yeah. working with folks just to make them feel a little bit better i think that's ultimately what you're you're going for but yeah i mean you talked about it a little bit you know just yeah uh, you know what you, so, what you can uh, offer like what yeah well what, i got so burnt out working in the office you know um and for multiple reasons that were um very hostile and um the problem that i always have battled with is valuing my own level of services i always talk it down i always discount it or discredit it and you know reduce it and Finally, a friend of mine who is an entrepreneur and business owner was just like, why don't you teach people how you style? And I was like, nobody wants to know that. Like, you know, I can just, I just do this. This is just, and you know, I just kind of reduced it. Was that and, person Rich Paul by any chance? No, <laughs> that your no name. they weren't. <laughs> um, it was uh, my dear friend, um, Jackie Boyd, actually. Oh, okay. Shout out, out Jackie. Yeah. And so she had just kind of said, like, you start, you know, once she put the seed in my head, then it just started slowly rooting. And then all of a sudden I started looking at, oh, yeah, I actually there are conscious steps that I take and ways in which I move. And fortunately, my self-expression has always been more um comfortable through clothing and I look at it as material so I feel, find that as a sense of empowerment especially as a woman of size um but being able to is that possible can that transition sure. over how right. how do you teach somebody how to like feel empowered in themselves and so 
you know, through creating like a series of curriculum, through kind of recontextualizing the way people think about clothing, because I, I even the ways that I, when I wake up in the morning, I'm not like, oh, what am I going to wear? I ask myself, how do I feel? Sure. And so it's like a lot of people don't. And I just kind of like reduced it to, oh, yeah, that's just something. And then it was only in like really sitting down and going through the steps that I took. Um, that I started to see the value in them. And now, you know, I have growing clients and, you know, it's really great to kind of, because a lot of times people just want to know simple things to help them so they can navigate this, this crazy world that's constantly belittling you, telling you you're not good enough. You don't have this image. You don't, you're, you know, you're not rich enough. You're not whatever enough. You know, it's constantly trying to commodify your body. So you have to look outside of that and find a path of empowerment. Yeah. And And I think we talked a lot uh, earlier about um, how clothes can tell a story for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I mentioned that show. It's called it's called um, Worn Stories, W-O-R-N Stories. And I thought that was a great series on Netflix, just on how like clothes really do affect lots of things, personality, like your emotion, your emotional state, like Mm -hmm. physical state, like what you can do actively or like how Mm -hmm. you just feel around like a partner. Like that's, I mean, that's another like an important thing to think about is like, you know, it does a lot of things, but you also have a lot of power over it. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. you can actually, I think do well with a lot of things. And I think like you're the perfect person for that, man. I'm really excited. What, what is the company called? That you're um, just starting? So it's Tinu and Use Dialing Consulting and Wardrobe Development. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for letting me plug that. No, um, man. I mean, and I'll plug yeah. it again. Don't worry. Uh, I will. I will keep, <laughs> keep yeah, plugging. Yeah, you know, I'm doing it virtually too. So it opens it up for many different types of clients. Um, like I said, I've done personal styling before. Um, I've done styling before. One of my first styling things, randomly, I, and this is the power of clothing, right? You know, I dress for myself. I dress for what's going to bring me joy. And then the world comes along for the ride, right? Hell yeah, hell yeah. And so I, living, working in Chicago, whatever, right? Moved to New York. And I have a friend of mine who's from Chicago. And she has this director friend who is huge and up and coming and just got all this acknowledgement. And she has her first shoot in New York with W Magazine. And this girl's is like- George oh, W. Bush? Is that the George W. No, Bush? No, no, no. DW Magazine. Oh, right? sorry. I'm sorry. I wasn't aware. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she, she's like, oh, Tina's a stylist. She can help you. And I'm telling you, when I tell you, I like fell into, I was like, yeah, I can do that. And, you know, I'm looking, I'm pulling from my wardrobe. We're kind of like putting pieces together. And I sent her like a quick lookbook. I'm like, okay, this is, these are going to be your looks for these events. And, um, and it went so well. And, you know, but I discredited that. I devalued that. I was like, oh, that was just an accident. One off. A, yeah, I didn't, that that didn't really count. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the, I've had multiple things like that that have happened. Um, I mean, you know, even my time with girls was mainly because of my clothing. Like they, yeah. they were like, oh, we got, we like your look. Yeah. You, I, like, I mean, 
yeah, man, I think I'm so, I'm so excited for where you're going and I'm excited that you gave yourself the opportunity because no one else did, right? You're doing it. By yeah. Yourself. So that's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I feel and like more people awesome. so empowered. Yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm I following am. that tip. Like, yeah. I, am, I see you. I see you. And I'm like, oh man, all right. I'm going to wear something tonight, maybe. Or, yeah, exactly. Like, maybe if I'll, maybe I'll, I, I'll just go to the store and see if there's something I want to buy. Like, I, I don't know. I, I bought way more clothes in the last six months. You know, my body size changed a little bit, so you kind of have to adapt. But I just, mm -hmm. I've been, I've enjoyed it more, I guess you could say. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, man, yeah, I um, mean, I would love to talk to you about that if you okay. ever want to. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. You know, the the main goal when you're shopping is you shop for your. There is a little bit of the one, and you got to kind of like, you kind of have to like uh give it a percentage like okay if i'm gonna go shopping 30 percent of what i buy is gonna be just the one right. and then the other you know practical shit. yeah the other 70 percent is the going underwear. to be what they need yeah oh, man the underwears i've been buying tinu lately mm, i'm enjoying i'm enjoying them <laughs> <laughs> but like you know and that's how you build up your yeah. wardrobe so that you have these really great statement pieces you have these kinds of really awesome pieces that speak to who you are you can shift them right. people won't realize what they're looking yeah. at and you're going to make three outfits out of one hey you can know? i tell you the best clothing buy i made in like the last year i bought um, this awesome hoodie for twenty dollars at a corner store it has kobe bryant yeah. on the back it's got kobe bryant in the back he's got all five rings just i'm not mad at that i'll wear it when next time i see you I, the, some of the, the, one of the best pairs of like accessories. And I'm telling you, I, it was like, maybe I'll say a year living in New York or walking. Um, Spike Lee has his like um, Spike Lee um, do the right thing block party every year. Right? right. And so we walk over to Malcolm X for this huge block party. We're walking back and there's this guy selling earrings on the corner oh, and yeah. i'm always looking at for like artists like right. people who just make stuff because i love things that are different and unique so i'm looking at it and there's this one earrings that are kind of like i'm like okay and then there he has these other earrings and what he did was he cut out this like old leather purse and he just attached some things on it and i remember i managed i think he wanted six dollars and i was like i'll give you four i have four i was yeah. like i can give you and so like wheel down the four dollars if i could tell you how like ridiculously people would just stop me yeah. about these earrings they're like oh my god are those louis vuitton oh my god are those because it has enough of an emblem right. but people can't tell what it is yeah. so they're like oh my god is that is that and you're like no <laughs> these are four dollar earrings from the dude who was those yeezys are those yeezy earrings <laughs> Yeah, you know, no. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the power of style over right. fashion. Fashion is going to lead you into a consumer kind of mindset. But style is like empowerment. You know, it's like, what do I, how can I do with what I have and make it fucking fire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Hey, hey Tinu, did you see Kim Kardashian, the picture of her with Pete Davidson today? 
I knew you were going to say something about that. Why? You think there's hope for you now? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I'm like a six foot fucking Jewish dude from Staten Island. No, of course not. <laughs> but who knew? Who knew that? Dude, that was she was happen? still, she was still wearing Yeezys. Uh oh. Mm. Well, she's going back to him. They're gonna get back. You think so? They're getting back together. Yes. I don't know. I feel like there's there's deeper stuff happening with Kanye right now. You know, I agree. He did shave his eyebrows off. So. Yeah, he's he's Oof. dealing with some real stuff. Absolutely. And I think that she's probably hit it for a long time. Yeah. And that's hence why her rebound is this like goofy, like funny guy. You know, like if that's not a call for like, I just want to have fun right now. Oh, that's I'm why you're it. saying I'm, I might have a chance. Is that my goofy fun? Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> Well, man, I thank you so much for coming on today. Um, I'm going to give you another opportunity because I always do no matter what, but you actually have shit to plug. Um, yeah. What's your, what's your Insta? What's all that good stuff? Uh, go ahead and plug it if you'd like to now. Yeah. So um, my styling um, Instagram is T E E T E E underscore T I N U. So T T underscore T N U. Um that is a growing page. Um, I'm posting more on that um, every day. My visual art is um, Tinuadee, T-I-N-U-A-D-E underscore art, um, if you're interested in that. Um, and that's part of my practice as well. And then my TikTok is T-I-N-U-A-D-E-O-Y-E, Tinuadee Oye. And um, that is full of all sorts of interesting things. Dude, the shit that Tinu's doing right now <laughs> with like laser, laser uh, backgrounds, I love it. Oh, uh, you do? Thank you, thank yeah. you. I will, that was like I had a I had many moments where I was like, "This is bullshit." Okay, I'm doing it. Oh wait, this is so stupid. I'm doing. Okay, I'm doing. That's do every like, Instagram oh, video I ever do. I'm like, uh, I don't even know. Um, but thank you so much again for joining me today on this episode of First Timers. Um, please, yeah. please fuck with Tinu. She rules. If you're ever in Brooklyn, look out for her. She might be around. Um, but hey, I will um, talk to you soon. I love you. Thank you for coming on. Yes. And I'm so happy to be a part of this. Yeah. You're so awesome. Absolutely. We'll yeah. be back with more First Timers in just a second. Don't go anywhere, but you will. Bye. Positive, probably. Have a good evening. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back to the last segment of First Timers for this week. I want to thank again my special guest, Tinu Ade Oyelowo, and she was just incredible. Um, I did want to make sure that uh, we got all of, you know, Tinu's plugs and everything in there. So again, I do want to just send you her way. Uh, her business is Tinu and You Styling Company and Wardrobe Development, personal stylist and styling coach. Uh, her Insta is TT underscore Tinu. Her TikTok, which, man, again, I recommend, is Tinu a day, oh yeah. And her art Insta is Tinu a day underscore art. Um, and yeah, again, thank you so much for coming on. Um, so I did have a few emails to uh, respond to this week. Thank you so much for 
the two people that reached out to me. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, just go ahead and read them right now. Um, I have an email here from Bobby S. He writes, Hey, Jason, love the podcast, but would like to know more about your first time, if you know what I mean. Uh, no, man, I'm not going to talk about that. Also, I don't know what you mean. If you're going to write an email, you're going to ask me a question. Uh, maybe you should like uh, expound on what you're talking about. That way I actually know what you mean. But I do know what you mean. You're dirty. You're disgusting. Uh, I'm not going to talk about that stuff on this podcast. Uh, you know, it might come up, though. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Bobby S., for uh, writing in. And, again, you guys, if you want to email me, uh, that's firsttimerswithjasonmalone at gmail.com. It starts with one S-T-T-I-M-E-R-S. W, Jason Malone at gmail.com. Um, and you can write me anything you'd like to. You can ask me any questions. I'll, I'll read them out loud. I might answer them all uh, honestly. But um, I do have another email here from Jill L. And she writes, hey, Jason, great, great, great episodes. Just one question, though. When you get to an episode where it doesn't succeed, how are you going to be able to handle it? That's a great question, Jill. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, all the episodes, I've most none of them have had a success with trying the activity. But, you know, again, I, I don't think they're all going to be like that. There's going to be some stuff that I don't succeed totally at. But I think just trying again um, these activities is a success for me. And I feel good about it when I am able to, um, you know, move through. Um, next week's episode is going to be pretty, pretty good. I'm excited to talk to my guest, uh, my special guest. Uh, I thought about giving the episodes away uh, at the end of each episode the week before, but I don't think I'm going to. I think I would like to build up the suspense. You guys can think about what it might be. I'm also going to throw up a few more polls this week on Instagram. Uh, so if you guys want to go to Instagram, check out what I got going on there, uh, you know, please do. And, and again, guys, um, any feedback is good feedback for me. So let me know how you liking it. Um, and I'll, I did see somebody at Lowe's the other day and they were like, how's the podcast going? And I was like, um, uh, pretty good. Thanks for asking. Uh, so that was pretty nice. Um, shout out to Justin Bernard Beardnard, but yeah, um, I will be back next week with another episode of first timers, no matter what. I'm going to keep doing it. Nothing can stop me. Nothing, not even power going out, an act of God stopping me. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, guys, I'll be back next week uh, with another episode of First Timers. And I thank you so much um, once again to my special guest, Tinu. Please tune in next week for an all-brand-new, special, wonderful, exciting episode of First Timers! Peace.